This early Edison incandescent electric light globe was said to have been used on the 7th of December 1882 at one of the earliest public displays of electric incandescent lamps in New South Wales. The lamp consists of a hand-blown glass globe enclosing a vacuum containing a metal filament. Joseph Swan's incandescent lights had been displayed a few months earlier. There was fierce rivalry at the time between overseas companies competing for the Australian market to replace gas lighting then in use. A certain Major Flood Page, manager of the Edison Indian and Colonial Electric Company, who was on tour to promote Edison lights, hosted a sumptuous dinner at Aaron's Royal Exchange Hotel for a large group of senior public servants and city gentlemen. Guests marvelled at the lamps which had been arranged artistically to light the dining room and had even safely been incorporated into the floral table decorations. The press reported the following day that The light was much brighter and clearer than when the room is ordinarily lit by gas, and the atmosphere remarkably cooler. The light was clear, soft and bright, absolutely devoid of flicker, and free from that unpleasant bluish glare which renders the arc lights objectionable to many people. While electricity generated the light, we would not have had the lamp without glass. Incandescent lamps were rapidly taken up and used widely for a century until replaced by fluorescent lighting, which consumed one quarter of the energy and lasted up to eight times longer. In turn, this was superseded by more efficient solid state technology, such as LEDs. This early cathode ray tube made in Germany in the 1950s is part of a large collection of cathode ray tubes donated to the museum in 1991 by avid collector Finn Stewart. A cathode ray tube, or CRT, is essentially a glass vacuum tube that produces images when its phosphorescent surface is struck by electron beams. The images on your old TV screen or computer monitor were displayed by a CRT. As the interior of the tube was a vacuum to enable electrons to move freely within, the tubes had to be handled carefully as they could implode if the exterior glass was damaged. A CRT is a key component in a crow or cathode ray oscilloscope, as you can see in this sectioned example from the 1960s. The glass vacuum tube is lying horizontally in the apparatus with the screen facing out. I'm sure any engineers watching this conversation will remember these early crows with nostalgia. Cathode rays or electron beams move through the tube towards the front where they light up a phosphorescent screen. The variable being measured is converted to a stream of electric voltages which deflect the electron beam so that a graph is traced on the screen. CRTs and crows have been superseded by flat screens and digital technologies. The ability to toughen glass has opened up many opportunities. I need not explain what this object is. I'm always amazed that the touchscreen on my tablet and mobile phone does not break when I drop it. The enormous advances in glass technology in the 20th century have led some in the industry to call this the glass age. Cooktops are made from a glass and ceramic blend. Car windows are made of safety glass, which does not shatter. Fiber optic technology is used for communications with light converted from electrical signals sent along cables made of glass strands the thickness of a human hair. Skyscrapers are constructed with curtain walls made almost entirely of glass. There are energy-saving smart windows, which change from clear to tinted, depending on the level of heat or light. Engineers are working on incorporating technology into window glass to capture energy from sunlight. 
So in the future, your windows could help pay for your power bills. A solar cell is a sandwich of two different layers of silica that have been specifically treated so they will let electricity flow through them in a particular way. When light enters the cell, its photons give up their energy to atoms in one of the silicon layers, knocking out electrons which then travel across the barrier between them to the other, creating a flow of current. This laser-grooved cell, also called a photovoltaic cell, was developed at the University of New South Wales in 1987. Professor Martin Green and his team have led the world in photovoltaic research and development. The laser groove cell was successfully commercialized and has helped the solar industry grow at a rapid pace. To make a commercial module or panel, many small cells are electrically connected, covered with a sheet of low iron glass and sealed in a robust frame. 